You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. I was going in. In tight, Huberdeau trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Thursday, the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Serving Southern Alberta and Calgary since 1992, everything basement tea. Thursday, um, Thursday around here is where we get S done. We get a lot of S done here on Thursdays. Oh, on the yeah. Big show. Yeah, this is the day we move and we shake. Yeah, this is where we work. So we work hard. We work hard, but we play harder. Yeah. No. So lame. Dumb. Um, busy show as usual. Uh, Frank Saravalli, NHL Insider Daily Face Off at the top of the next hour. We'll talk about the Gary Bettman comments. No teams are tanking. What do you mean? <laughs> sure. Sure, Gary. I like that he was like. It's not the integrity of our players or our coaches to tank. I was like, no, those aren't the guys that anybody's saying is tanking. Yeah, it's, it's the, the management the front office. Team. Yeah, who are saying, hey, let's call up that goalie from the ECHL and give him a good 10-game look. Yeah, let's let's yeah. trade Alex Dabrinkit in the final year of his contract when he's 25 and scores like hell. Yeah. And Kirby Doc, who we took third overall in the draft. Let's trade him for a prospect. See ya. That's not tanking. No. Um, really excited for eight o'clock guests. Do you want do you want to reveal it or do you want to save it? Save it. Oh wow. Okay. Hey, you're the producer. You okay. you're the boss of the show, Patrick. When you say that's it. Okay, we'll save it. Mystery guest at eight surprise. o'clock. I'm very excited. Because I know this person. Mm. And well, you know a lot of people because you're the you're the son of Calgary, the and, child of Calgary. And they are a beauty. But hey. See that—that's a bit of a teaser because it could have been someone from outside of Calgary. Okay, like Dolphin, Manitoba, or something. Dolphin? Is it Dolphin? Dolphin. Dolphin. Sorry. Whatever. Come on. They jumped on, on you. Hey? Whatever. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Come on. How many people live there, by the way? Eight. Uh, Four thousand? Five thousand? <laughs> yeah, they got a—they got a good community on Dolphin. Dolphin's actually pretty nice. Is it's it? Country Fest there? It's yeah, fun. It's gotta, yeah. Okay. Okay. okay so. I've heard from you guys. Again, please don't take this as Eastern bias. But I've heard from you guys. I've heard from many people around. There's no reason to ever to go to Winnipeg. So if no. I'm so if I'm going to Manitoba, what city should I visit? Is it Dolphin or Dolphin, as I call it? Well, if you're going to Manitoba, you gotta go to like cottage country. No, I gotta go to Brandon to sleep at your parents' house for the night and get drunk. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I live in Rapid City, George, not Brandon. Come on. Come on, George. <laughs> You've never said that. You've only said Brandon. Well, so yeah, like I'm I'm from a small town <laughs> with like 400 people, but I the just hospitals say in Brandon. Yeah, I was born in Brandon. Like, do you get? How did you get your water from a well if it's only 400 people? <laughs> you say Rapid Pretty City. Much. Yeah, it's called Rapid City, which is funny because the ECHL affiliate of the Flames is also the Rapid City Rush. But Rapid City is about a small town of 400 people in Manitoba. Yeah, so so that's the city I should visit. Oh yeah, we got Manitoba's first fish ladder. <laughs> 
shut down now, but we got that. Okay. Yeah. What else? I think they got uh, like a nine-hole golf course. Ooh. I don't think it costs very much to play on it. Play it twice. That way it's 18. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always intrigued by golf. How long does it take to drive there? A lot forever? of golf in Manitoba. Very big, good, big for golf in that province. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Every small town pretty much has. You can check out the, the Voorhees that and Kruger knife shop. I know they love their baseball in small town Manitoba as now, well. Now, let me, let me ask you guys this. I've heard the bugs in the summer are not good there. Mosquitoes. So bad. Not fun, though, like right? The size of birds. Horse flies, mosquitoes. Yeah, it ain't nice. See, again, you guys aren't selling me on going to Manitoba. You guys should not be working for the tourism <laughs> board of Manitoba. I do not want to experience Manitoba. Like th- These are the things I've learned so far in this beautiful city of Calgary. Mm-hmm. Number one, uh, don't go to Edmonton. Ugh. Whatever you do, don't drive however many hours it takes to get to Edmonton. Don't go. And now, like my to to really experience the western provinces, the prairies, you guys are like, you're not really selling me on Manitoba. There's a fish ladder that no longer exists, and the bugs are the size of like the mosquitoes are the size of golf balls flying around. Like what? Like what is the good part of Manitoba then? I would say like north of Winnipeg, like north northeast as you get close to Ontario. <laughs> okay. Because like yeah, Lake of the Woods area is really nice. Okay. Um, northeast there's Beaujolais, there's Lac de Bonne, very okay. nice lakes, very nice fishing. Okay. Yeah, it's just good cottage. It says it's pretty much like like Capascasing type area in northern Ontario, or like just the north of Toronto. There, it's okay. Very um, very forested, a lot of lakes. This uh, this might surprise all of you, but I'm not a big outdoorsy guy. <laughs> there you go. Really? Not a big fisherman. Really? Not a big hunter. When was the last time you slept in a tent? Have I ever slept in a tent? Really? Yeah. Never? I'm trying to think. Not even once? Yeah, I don't think I ever have. Hmm. Yeah. That explains a lot. That's a red flag, George. What, for what? You've never been... Like, you've never slept in a tent before. No. Ever. Outside? Like, what would you... I've I've been up north doing cottage stuff, but I stayed in a cottage <laughs> where there was I didn't tent it. I that's, stayed in a cottage where it was that's, warm at night. That's yeah, soft in a bed. Mm. Yeah, that's soft. That's Toronto soft. Have okay, you never well, slept in a tent. Never slept on the ground. You never roughed it. No, like was that okay? Like I guess that's like, a big deal. I guess I just I grew up my entire life. Growing out, camping, and that's, and that's good for it. you. I music festivals, yeah. Go slum it in the dirt for a couple of weekends, a few sure. days, binge drink and whatnot. Yeah, lots of fun. Sure, not this guy. Guess not. No. Hmm. I like a shower, warm shower. Yeah. Hey, morning. I, you can have warm, warm showers. Bed. Yeah. I've just never stayed in a tent. I don't think. Yeah. That's a really good question. I don't think I have. That's. Surprising to me. I do it like usually at least once a year. Got my own tent. Got there a big go. air mattress. And there's nothing wrong with that if yeah. you like that. If that's your scene, that's just not me. It's not my scene. Not an outdoorsy guy. My, you know what my outdoorsy activities are? Golf. Golf. Yeah. I definitely have to work on my stroke. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. My outdoorsy. That's how outdoorsy I am. I like to spend hours upon hours outside playing golf. Roaming around on a in the manicured cart. fairway, yeah, a dumpy muni, yeah, <laughs> or that. Sometimes it's a manicured fairway, and yeah. sometimes it's, it's a dumpy muni. It's a dumpy muni, yeah. And that's the way she goes. Yeah, so All again, right. I'm not Fair. too outdoorsy. Yeah, I guess I've never been hunting. A, I've never been hunting either. But uh, you know, here's another thing: 
just just to tell how soft I am to our listeners in Alberta. <laughs> I've never even fired a gun in my life. No, I haven't done that either. I I've shot a gun before. All right, now I got to bring you out to Manitoba, George. Well, there's where the where the guns are free. No, no. <laughs> oh. Do you have an AR-15 I could fire up there in Manitoba? <laughs> oh my goodness, not quite. Assault we, rifles. We could take you to the range before Trudeau takes it away from you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't open that, the that's Pandora's the one, box. See, that's the one. No, I'm not going to go there. That's the one thing I want to go to Vegas for is go to a shooting range. Why don't you do it here? Is there a shooting range here? Yeah, yeah. that's where I shot guns down on uh, McLeod okay. Trail in the south. I would go to a, shooting, a range. shooting range. My grandfather was a sniper in the war. It's in my blood. I think I went there for like a birthday party once. What? <laughs> How old were you? This was like three or four years ago. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> what kind of parenting is that? Kid bags on the way out. Yeah. We're gonna go shoot some Glocks for your twelfth birthday, Maddie. Get ready. Like, again, I'm not questioning well, parenting. I would go to a gun range. Girls, sure. is there, whoever's listening, if you own a gun range, um, Maddie and I would love to go. Like, if you have us, we'll talk about it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, do we have to pay for bullets? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. So now at the now because I've never been to a gun range. Uh-huh. Shocker! I've never been to a gun range. I've never shot a gun. I've never slept in a tent. Um. There's a guy who sits behind you in case you turn around and want to spray the rest of the range. Right. <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I I, I don't think that that's not. Yeah, really that is a thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Sure. I'm I'm sure it's something that they're there, but I didn't look around and I was like, so who's gonna stop me? <laughs> like, yeah. What's well, such just... a wild thing? That's such a crazy thing to think about when you're in there. Yeah, but that's what I think about. But that's, that's no, I'm not going to turn around and start emptying my <laughs> clip. I never said that. But no, I don't know. I didn't look around. Okay, I, I was enjoying the time with everybody, so, and I was trying to, yeah. you know, hit the target. And okay, and I was also kind of again stressed. Like you don't want to like have yeah. it get away from you when you're see. I'm not trying to do it. Like I'm not. I know my. I know my. I know my place. I know my lot. I know my 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 wheelhouse here. Like if if I, I'm not a. <laughs> DIY guy, like I'm not do-it-yourself kind of guy. Did you say DIY? What did I say? It's DIY. <laughs> yeah, do it yourself. Yeah, sorry, do it yourself. I'm not that type of guy either. Not very handy. Yeah, not very. Me neither. <laughs> like no, yeah, like, I'm terrible Look at, at us. that. Couple of radio yeah, rooms. You, yeah, that's right. Yep. You want to talk about sports? I'm your man. <laughs> like that's it. Lines? Pretty much it. And you know what else I can do? What? I can make a mean drink. I can bartend. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like. Shooting a gun, uh, fishing, doing outdoorsy stuff. No bueno for this guy. Not not your man. I know there's a lot of people listening that are just shaking, shaking their, heads. their heads at us. But yeah, sure. We should try and get down there. I, yeah. We'll take you. No yeah. problem. I just got uh <laughs> shocker. Toronto, Georgia's never camped. I'm from Niagara Falls. Mm. Like, let's. But I sound like this is Toronto. But also, like never being in a tent—that's Toronto thing. Like if, like Niagara Falls, like I would expect you'd be in a tent at least once. Why? Well, I don't know. I assume it's relatively rural in Niagara Falls. No, it's not at all. Yeah, it's like eighty thousand people who live in Niagara Falls. Literally, millions of people <laughs> visit every year. Yeah, it's I know. Really I know rural. it's a huge tourist attraction. Yeah, but, it, but so is Banff. Yeah, I know, but it's not like it's, it's not <laughs> like there's rolling tumbleweeds in Niagara Falls here. <laughs> We're so rural. But it's not like it's a rolling metropolis. There's close close places you can go to camp. There's beautiful yeah, places you sure. can go. So why wouldn't you take sure. advantage of all that? You can camp in the escarpment. It's beautiful. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? That's uh, just not me. 
That's Toronto thing. It's not me. That's very don't paint me. But yeah, yeah whoever's listening, saying. Maddie and I would love to go to a gun range and shoot some guns. I think it'd be fun. You guys want to come with us? Absolutely. Okay. Brody's like, I'll show Patrick's you. Patrick's like, nah, I'll show pass. you. <laughs> I don't want to shoot guns. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. But I would like to go shoot guns. They're kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Pick a target. Try and fire it. Anybody on. listening? Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. Uh, they're called magazines, not clips. Okay. Apologies, Tyson. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Why aren't they? What's the difference? Please. I don't. Don't. Uh, terminology with this is pretty, pretty important. Okay. That's fair because we use so, a lot so of right what is sports the terminology. So what's, what's the, the difference between, between a clip and, and a magazine? Clip? Well, it's it's kind of like sort of the same thing as like. A bullet isn't the whole round that you're firing. A bullet is just like the tip, tip of the round. Yeah. So people will okay. call a whole round like a bullet, stuff like that. I can't tell you the difference between a magazine and a clip. That's what I'm seeing for the a first time. A clip holds cartridges together to make them easier to load into the magazine. See, Drumheller sounds like a place. Lots of guns and, and uh, free if you buy beer, a lot Tyler. Of fake dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. That sounds hey, like good times. You can go see the Royal Tyrell Museum. Look at the okay. hoodoos. Yep. It's a nice place. It's kind of cool out there. Okay. See uh, all the dinosaur bones? Once it gets warmer out, I'm in for exploring this beautiful province. Sure. And I'm into exploring all the beautiful golf courses this province has to <laughs> offer, too. We could go. I go am. Yo, Drumheller actually has some really cool courses yeah. in the hoodoos because it's like and, all the weird. And how far is the drive? 45 minutes? An okay. Hour? No. That's fine. It's going to be about an hour. That's fine. I'm into about that. About 90 minutes. Okay, well, it went from 45 to 90 minutes? Yeah, 90 Okay, minutes. that's fine. Um, we got a busy show. I'm going to debut a new segment oh, today. fun. Because uh, Thursdays, as I mentioned, is the business end of our show for the week. <laughs> so um, lots of stuff to do. Um, at 7.30, we have Best Bets brought to you by Sports Select. We'll talk about Championship Sunday. Brody on the Beat, the best segment in Canadian radio, makes his return on Thursday. Very fired up for this uh, one. Maddie's got to give us a ski report. Oh, yeah. To see where all the snow's at. Oh, yeah. And we're going to debut a brand new segment for your chance to win Nickelback tickets on June 25th. Impossible Flames trivia. These questions, this question is so difficult <laughs> that even if you Google it, you won't be able to find the answer. What? <laughs> What? So you just made it up? Where did you find the data well, for this then? You, so, Maddie, let me let me let you in on a little secret. There's this tool called the internet where you can do research and then formulate a question based on the research you do off these Flames players. So there's going to be like multiple tiers to this if I can't just throw no. it in Google real quick and the, find the answer? Yeah, that's right. So this is this is what the game is going to be in Possible Flames Trivia. I'm going to give you three former Flames, and you just have to find the connection. Hmm. Sounds easy. Okay. But it's Impossible Flames Trivia. <laughs> so we're going to take text throughout the morning, and I would assume nobody is going to get this. I would even hazard a guess that Mr. Calgary, two Mr. Calgary Flames in the city, Pat Steinberg and Eric Francis would not be able to get this question. Interesting. Because that's how impossible this question is. So you're gonna, you can just fire away on the text line coming up after 7.30. We'll give the prize away at the end of the show after we talk to Ross Tucker. But if nobody gets it, we'll just randomly pick a winner. Okay. I like it. 
but you have to have your name and location to be eligible to win. Sure. So we're only giving the, the, the prize away on the text line today, and it has to be name and location for you to win. 7.30. You don't want to miss it. This is going to be exciting. Um, lots of stuff um, coming around uh, for gun. Fun shooting range. Okay. I like it. 960, 960. Name and location. We love to do that. Um, you had to mention that city of Toronto. So got a text uh, a couple days ago from uh, Austin Mackey, who's my Inside the Lines producer, Sunday mornings on the Sportsnet Radio Network. And he goes, hey, can you jump on uh, the Roger Lajoie show um, tonight, which was last night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Mountain, Calgary time. So I'm like, sure, yeah, I'd, I'd love to jump on. Roger's a great man. So uh, did, did, did the interview yesterday. I had lots of fun catching up with Roger Lajoie. But there was also uh, a bit of an incident at the beginning of the interview. Oh, really? Yeah, a bit of an incident. How did this happen? Um, there, I think there was a bit of a faux pas. Oh. A bit of a mistake. Uh-oh. A bit of an error. Uh-oh. Just a little typo. Do you have the audio? I do have the audio. Oh. So I jump on the show last night. And I'm just going to play you about 10 seconds of the interview. But this is what happened last night on Sportsnet Tonight in Toronto. The one, the only George Russick. We still hear him, of course, on Inside the Lines on Sportsnet 5.9 The Fan. But he is now hosting the big show in Calgary with Adam Rose. <laughs> with Adam Rose. Yeah, so I was thinking you can add that to the Rose report now. Because at the oh, beginning, yeah. it's, it's Marty Rose. Now you can add Adam Rose to that, too. Just, yeah, right on. That's excellent. That's yeah. great to know. I did correct him. <laughs> And say it's Matt Rose. What is his response? No, he's like, he's like, that's my fault. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Roger's like, that's my fault because I should have looked. But I go, no, it's Matt Rose, and he's a great, terrific young broadcaster. He's the child of. I didn't say he's the child of Calgary, but I said he's a he's a great guy, and his name's Matt Rose. Who does Adam it. Rose? Yeah, not Adam. <laughs> Matt Matt Rose. <laughs> At I'm, least it's close, right? At least he got your last they name. Both, right? At least they both have four there letters. There was a jobber in WWE in like, I don't know, like five, six years ago named yep. Adam Rose. Okay. Yeah. So I think we can add that to the, you like to do the name thing at the beginning for the Rose report. Yeah. We should slide Adam Rose in there. Already on it, lads. There you Perfect. go. <laughs> Great news. We're going to hear that Excellent. in 10 minutes. Oh. I love it. We're going to hear it every day now. As long as we're doing this show together, you're going to hear Adam Rose. Just glad to know that my Rose reach, reaches Adam Rose. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna hear that from the legendary Roger Lajoie, who's who's on the precipice of doing four thousand shows. What? Yeah, wild. He's good for and him, he, and he's counted every single show he's done. Five ninety OG. That yeah, he is, is um, almost almost counting it is the impressive part. Yeah, he's counted every single show he's ever done. Like, I think if I sat down at the end of the year and I counted them all, I could do it. But well, to I'm, keep a running tally. Like, according to our listeners, uh, for this year, I'll probably do about 80 shows based on all my vacation. So <laughs> if that. It's going to be if over under. That. If that. 80. Over under 80 for the rest of the year. Ooh, that's going to be <sighs> tough. This guy's probably shooting for under. <laughs> Get your hammer once, out. Once the Get your hammer out. Hey, once the flame season is done, ninja dust for this guy. <laughs> Bye. Smoke bomb. Deuces. All right. Lots to get to. Impossible flames trivia at 730. Looking forward and to I'm that. And I'm sure there can be people driving around their car go, you know what? I can probably tackle this I question. got this. No problem.
I love the Flames. I know all the history about the Flames. Yeah. I know players from way back when. I, I think there. I can find the connection. I was there when they came to town. I was yeah. there when I when they won the cup. I, I cried was, in 89. I was there when they got a Ginla. I was there when it was in. It, right. I was there when they uh, drafted Matthew Kachuk, sixth overall. Yep. And then had to trade him. I was um, there. Just, just got a text. So you work about 320 hours a year. Yeah, that's the deal. Like, yeah, that's what we signed up for. We're on for three hours. The other thing, too, is, like, I like the idea that we just, like, the other 21 hours of the day, we're just, like, yeah, like don't do anything you know we, relative to the show. Yeah, you know, we watch the Flames game so we can talk about it the next day, too. Yeah, I do, like, two hours of prep for the morning report, and yeah. it sets me up for the entire show. And, right. And then, plus that, I, I watch at least one hockey game a day. Yeah. So, we're, th- like, that's part of our job. Yeah. Is keep up to date in the sporting world. But three hours on the air. Correct. Yeah, that that's is, what we do. That is and then accurate. Patrick and Alex take over, but there's no extra. They, they do the real work. Yeah, like, they yeah. do the real grinding. You and I just roll in, put in our three hours, and have peace out. A cup of coffee and Have a see cup you of later. coffee and peace out. Yeah, that's it. All right, busy show Thursday. I'm looking forward to Brody on the beat. Um, what was the question you asked the listeners? So you can give a give us a little tease, a little taste. All right, so a little we... nugget, a little morsel. Mm, I am a little hungry. sample, a little peckish. Yeah, what do you got? Okay, go ahead. We asked the listeners, uh, what would you recommend the Flames did with their nine days off over the All Star break? Mm, did you get some good responses? Yeah, yeah. It seems a lot of people kind of had the same same idea, but I, I took your advice, George. I I did my best to ask as many follow up questions as I could. See, so I'm you're, happy. you're I'm getting a little you know a little teary eyed. <laughs> it's like it's like you're 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 growing right in front of us. Like I'm very proud of you. Come so far, and I swear one. to God, if there's not a reask in the middle of that Brody <laughs> on the beat, I'm gonna lose it. He's gonna take you out. Tie I'm gonna it, tie it to the train yeah, tracks. I'm gonna I'm gonna whip this cup across the room if there's no <laughs> there's this mug. You don't usually rock the mug, and you've just been kind of holding it through. Yeah, the it's kind of well because it, it's been it's had a little bit of effect to the. Se- yeah, I wish we had a camera in here. Um, apparently they're gonna do that eventually. Oh, which great! Is, just makes no sense. So, um, you don't like watching the well, marriage show fine. on Sportsnet 360? What is, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be on Sportsnet. Yeah, but he's at home half the time. So. <laughs> So that's the problem. Ah, jeez, ouch, Patrick. <laughs> wow. But he lives in that dungeon. Yeah, no, it's I'm true. sure he has a lovely office. Yeah. Um, Got a bunch of books. Yeah. Shocking. So, uh, busy show, Brody on the Beat, Impossible Flames Trivia, Best Bets, Frank Saravalli, Ross Tucker, Mystery Guest, Loaded Big Show for your Thursday, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's Thursday. You're almost there. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the top of the hour, Frank Saravalli, NHL insider for Daily Faceoff, will join us. We'll get his thoughts on Gary Bettman's. <laughs> Teams don't tank. What are you talking about? Tanking in the NHL? What? Where? No. Point it out right now and Never. show me. Show me right now where you the see The Jackets it. are trying to win games. Feels like Major right League Baseball in the NHL right now. Yeah, it's uh, there's some bad teams. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what? That was so lawyer speak because when I heard the wording, I was like, okay, well, you might not be wrong on one point there. Yeah. Well, the dude is a lawyer. Oh, yeah, 100%. He knows. Yeah, he knows. 
He knows what he's doing. He's not going anywhere. Oh, no. Where would he go? Like, he has been the commissioner for so long. Like, 93, I believe, he took the office. Mm -hmm. And he is just does not want to leave. Like, I'm sure Bill Daly's like, all right, am I going to get my shot here? Am I eventually going to be the commissioner? Do I get to... Do I get to finally steer the ship here? Can I have a try? For once? Instead of just being the guy who holds up those stupid team placards at the draft lottery, can I be the guy who runs a league for once? You can do the lottery. You can't do the draft. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, Bill. You're you're a draft lottery man. That's it. That's what you do. And at 7.30, um, jam-packed 7.30 segment, we're doing uh, Best Bets brought to you by Sports Select. We're doing Brody on the Beat, the best segment in Canadian radio. We're going to do a snow report with Matty Rose. And I'm going to play Impossible Flames trivia for the first time on this show for your chance to win Nickelback tickets on June 25th. And we have a mystery guest at 8 o'clock. Man, are we busy. So that means we got to get to the Rose Report right now. Brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Oh, welcome, friends. It's another busy Thursday of Russick and Adam Rose. Weekend's in sight. So is the break for the Flames. Work ethic, consistency, structure. But first off, a game against the Blackhawks. We got an injury update on Chris Tanev, plus a recap of last night's five-game slate. You know, you hate to call your team soft, but it was soft tonight. We'll look ahead to this evening's games as well. The full NHL story, plus some NFL injury notes, Raptors recap, tennis, golf, and some local tidbits too. Flames game day. They play host to the Chicago Blackhawks in their penultimate game before the break with a stop in Seattle Friday night. Extended break for the Flames as their bye week begins before the All-Star break. No Chris Tanev at practice yesterday. Daryl Sutter confirmed he will not play in these final two games. Everything goes well with Get him back after the break. So, if there's any blessing in having a long break, that'll that's it, right? So, I'll be thankful, you know, because it's with that surgery you had last summer, major surgery, it wasn't wasn't that. Wasn't the shoulder. Mm. It wasn't the same injury that he had last year. So that's good. And they got a break, so he'll miss two games at least. Yeah, but maybe not much more when they return from their break and go on an Eastern Conference road trip. We obviously don't know for sure, but it feels a little precautionary. Because they have that nine-day break coming up. And, yeah, just send him out for the two games because, man, he's one of the most important players on this team. And I think that's good news. Uh, it didn't look good, especially a guy like Tanev when he doesn't come back into the game. Mm-hmm. It's got to be some sort of, like, really significant injury that that guy's not going to come back onto the ice. And I think it was good news, luckily, yesterday for the Flames. Mackie and Stone skated on a third pair while Nikita Zadorov and Mackenzie Wieger mm. were reunited on the second pair. Wieger back playing his natural right-hand side. Flames lost the first meeting of the season against Chicago in overtime back on January the 8th to begin a five-game road trip. That was a disappointing loss for Calgary that they'll look to avenge tonight. Puck drop at 7. The Pat Steinberg Telethon begins at 4 o'clock today with Flames Talk. He's got your warm-up at 6 with Peter Labardius, and Lou and Derek Wills have the call at 7 o'clock. Last night, four Canadian teams took to the ice, including the Oilers. They were taking on the Blue Jackets in the second half of a back-to-back for Columbus. Jackets led 1-0, but the Oilers would score a couple of goals to take a 2-1 lead. Karel Marchenko, after he scored in Calgary, snuck a puck past Stuart Skinner in the third to tie this game and send it off to overtime. Johnny Gaudreau, 
Johnny slams the brakes on, drops it off the backhand again for Johnson. Kent does find some room, takes a shot, and he scores! And I got two words for you! Game over! Bob McKelligan on Blue Jackets Radio hasn't had the opportunity to rip that one out this often, or that often this year. But there, you can hear the boos from Johnny Gaudreau as he sets up Kent Johnson for the game-winning goal. Why were they booing him in Edmonton? I don't know. They just felt like, a, like I don't, an excuse That makes to zero boo. sense. I agree. Yeah, because he played for the Flames? Is that why? I, that is my only reason I could come up with. Do they even know? <laughs> do they know that he... <laughs> no, but I mean, like, do they even know why they were booing? I don't know. It seemed... Yeah, like, we hated you so much when you were playing. Boo! Like, <laughs> did they boo Kachuk like that when he was there? I don't think so. Maybe they just felt left out when they were watching the Flames yeah, and Blue Jackets the other get day. It. Maybe it's because... No, never mind. I'm, not, like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out why. I guess because he played for the Flames for eight seasons? In the end, Johnny gets the last laugh yeah. as the Blue Jackets beat the Oilers 3-2. He, to two. he must have been looking around and go, really? Why? Like when he was in Philly, he was like, I didn't even talk to the... Or was it the Rangers or the... No, the Islanders this year that were booing him. Islanders fans were booing him, and he was like, that wasn't even like a rumor. Like, I didn't... Yeah. They didn't even call. Weird. Anyways, uh, the elsewhere, uh, the Canucks... Canucks? Uh, they were playing back-to-back games after they... Beat Chicago back on Tuesday, Wednesday in Seattle. This one was ugly. At least uh, head coach Rick Tockett had uh, a nice little serenade from the TNT crew uh, pregame. This one goes out to my steam room buddy, Rick Tockett. I'm going to miss that sweaty, disgusting body, my friend. This one's for you. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the uh, Biz is an average singer. You can find the whole thing if you want to. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's out there on Twitter. And yeah, well, Henrik Lundqvist is. He could probably pick up any instrument and learn to play it in like ten I, minutes. I love how his twi- his brother's still playing too. A, over a bassoon. Sure. No, yeah, he can pick up a bassoon. Yeah, no problem. A flute. A didgeridoo. Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't have it that ready. Yeah, I, thought, okay. I was waiting. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, wow, anyways, wow, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, the Canucks got out. Wait, absolute... is that just a clip of me doing the ditchery do? No, that was me. That okay, was his right. mouth. Yeah, was... <laughs> Very sensual <laughs> instrument. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Anyways, the Kraken beat the brakes off the Canucks. For Yanni Gord near side. Larson across. Bjorkstrand. Scores! That's two for number 22. And the Kraken on top five. Nothing. Duffman has a dinner date with his estranged daughter. Must not bring up why she dropped out of college. It's too sad. Everett Fitzhugh on Kraken Radio with the call. The Canucks fall 6-1. to one. Rick Tockett already using the dreaded S-word to describe his club. I hate to call your team soft, but it was soft tonight. You know, we didn't, uh, didn't participate on the wall battles. We didn't get a rim out. Old habits came. We were just talking to the coach stuff, man. I wish I had about 10 practices. No. It shows tonight that we got a lot of work to do. Like, again, why? <laughs> like, and it's not like Rick Tockett has this sterling resume as a head coach in the NHL. Yeah. This- it's not like he's a Stanley Cup champion. It's not like he's, he's Joel Quenville or Mike Babcock. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, you're okay, yeah, I know you had a really good career, Rick. You were one of the toughest guys in the league. You were very respected. You had that crazy betting thing with yeah. Gretzky's wife that was really Operation Slapshot, which is really cool, like Sting for a name, like a, an operation name. But it's like you're, you're pretending like you're some sort of like 
really imp- Bruce Boudreau has a better resume than you do. And then in the second game, you're calling your team soft? Like, I just don't understand why, what they're trying to accomplish in Vancouver. I, I don't get it. Like, what, you think you're going to rattle off, like, 12 straight wins and get back into the playoff race? Your team sucks. Your blue line sucks. Your number one goalie's out. Like, what are they trying to accomplish here? Tank, 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 tank. Get a good pick. Trade Bo as quick as you can. That would help. Ooh, what, a, what does Taki want this team to be hard to play against down the stretch? What what the hell is that going to accomplish? Honestly. That's a good point. Like, I don't know. Build good habits for the future would be my well, devil's Frank's advocate that. take. I have no idea. But it's been wild. Okay. Soft after two games and uh, about Already. 48 hours in Already the playing that trump card. Elsewhere, the Islanders lost to the Senators by a 2-1 to one score. That's a tough one for a scuffling Isles club that is slipping from the playoff picture. Ridley Gregg, former Medicine Hat Tiger and 2020 first-round pick, made his NHL debut and also had an assist on the game-winning goal by Claude Giroux. Leafs and Rangers needed extra time after Timothy Lilligren scored in the third period, sending this game to overtime. Miner comes out and cuts in front of the net and scores! Holy mackerel! What a move! Mitch Miner addresses two! Rangers cuts across the goal crease and outweights Shesterkin! Just 19 seconds into OT, Joe Bowen with the call on the Leafs radio network. Marner with a doozy as the Buds beat the Blue Shirts by a 3-2 score. Finally, Martin Natchez had the game winner in overtime as the Hurricanes were able to get by the Stars. That won a 3-2 final. Tonight's slate, nine games at 5 o'clock. You can watch the Bruins and the Lightning in an Atlantic Division clash. Uh, some Canadian content at 5 o'clock as the Canadiens host the Red Wings. Penguins and Capitals, that one's always fun when Ovi and Sid face off. Sabres and Jets, some more CanCon, that one at 6 o'clock from Winnipeg. Predators, part of this playoff race, they host the Devils. The Wild, also part of it, they're hosting the Flyers. Then at 7, it's the Ducks and the Avalanche. Had a trade yesterday. I have two trades to Just one trade yesterday. Avalanche and Sharks. Jacob McDonald and Martin Kaut go to the Sharks for Matt Nieto and Ryan Merkley. I've heard of Matt Nieto. Blues and Coyotes also go at uh, 7 o'clock tonight. Um, Yusuf Alamaki, former Flame, he was fined for slashing against the Ducks. Did you see the slash? No, I did not. It was pretty vicious. It's a straight lumberjack chop to the lower back of one of the Ducks forwards. Mm. I thought he was going to get suspended. He only gets fined about $4,000. Good thing he's just signed a one-year extension with the Coyotes for $1 million. That'll help cover it. Injury news from the NFL ahead of Championship Sunday. George, I'm just going to get you maybe give me a quick thought on each of these as we go through them. How about that? All right, number one, Pat Mahomes practiced yesterday and attended media availabilities without a walking boot. Ah. Oh, I thought you were going to do one more. No, no, no. I'll do more later. Um, I got more points to get to. Uh, I'm skeptical. Yeah. I know I know. he was hopping around and walked down the little steps of that, the press conference yesterday. It felt like a fugazi. Right. Again, until I see it on the field and he's able to run away from the Bengals' pass rush, I'm not buying it. But it is super interesting that the line moved yesterday from Bengals' two-and-a-half-point favorites to now one-and-a-half-point favorites. So there is some thoughts in Vegas that maybe the ankle is sort of okay, kind of, not really. But maybe better than we had initially thought. Yes. Uh, In Cincinnati, left tackle Jonah Williams and right guard Alex Kappa still not practicing for the Bengals, but hopefully they'll be able to play. Ah! 
As long as they can keep Chris Jones off Joe Burrow and then get healthy for the Super Bowl. And the Bengals are 3-0 against the Chiefs the last three games. And their O-line was certainly not a problem in that game against the Bills. If they, they can, were if very they, good. If they can find a way to slow down Travis Kelsey, I like Cincinnati's chances on Sunday. Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, and Christian McCaffrey given an off day in San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo not ready for this weekend, but perhaps for the Super Bowl if they can get past the Eagles. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, um, I think we see handsome Jimmy G. If Brock Purdy's potentially struggling on Sunday, they'll insert him to give the team a shot in the arm. But this is Brock Purdy's team the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. But I would expect the Eagles to win on Sunday at home. Ross Tucker, 8.30. Talk about the championship Sunday, which I'm super pumped up, pumped up about later on in the show. And the only real injury that the Eagles are dealing with is Lane Johnson, who's dealing with that adductor injury, but we've known about it for weeks. Yeah, and they're super healthy he's and gonna they're have, scary. Yeah, and he, and he was fine last week playing with it. That It's an injury that requires surgery in the offseason. Uh, that's the injury updates from the NFL. Ready for some NBA? Can you recap a little Raptors and Sacramento Kings yesterday? The Raptors starting a seven-game Western Conference road trip. Last time they did a seven-game roadie was 2007. So how did they get this one started, George? Uh, Pascal Siakam, 26 points, 11 boards, as the Raptors beat the Pacific Pacific Division... Pacific Division leading Sacramento well, that Kings. That ate up a lot of time. 113.95. Fred Van Vliet scored 17. OG added 11 points for the Raptors, who had lost for their last six. But right now, that was a statement win for the Raptors, saying, hey, don't trade us. Keep us all together. Big win last <laughs> night in Sacramento. <laughs> nice job. Okay. You beat the clock. Yeah. Try to get that all in there. Some knucks for you. Some knuckle bonk there. All right. Aussie Open semifinals going tonight. Uh, George Russick's boy, Novak Djokovic, the four seed. He's facing Tommy Paul, the unseeded American. That'll that'll be quick, right? Yeah, good luck to Tommy. That's going to be Paul what? About They've 40, never met. Forty-five though. minutes. They've never met. So, good luck to Tommy Paul. Yeah, he's going to need it. The other seed has the uh, the other match has the 18th seed. Karen Hachanov. He's going to be facing off against uh, the three seed, the Greek Stefanos Tsitsipas. Yeah, I figured it's just easier if I just avoid it and play yeah. these instead. Especially when we get to the women's side. Uh, how about... Uh, Irena Rybakina. Yeah, no chance. She earned a straight sets victory over... Victoria Azarenka. Uh, they yep. were the 22nd and the 24th seeds. And then uh, the five seed... Arina Sabalenka. She yep. defeated uh, Poland's unseeded... Magda Linet. There you go. Look at you. Growing every day. I don't know why the NHL doesn't have that. The NHL should have on their website. They do that, on the NHL media guide, actually. If you go, they got, you click the players. On the you media can hear, side, yeah. Can yeah. you hear them say their own names? You can hear. Somebody will say their name for them. I don't oh, know okay. if it's actually them, but I know that it's I, I think that's super smart by the WTA website that you go on there, you click on the player, and it has a recording of them saying their own name. Really smart. Yeah. You had mentioned that to me like two weeks ago. And, and then it finally clicked in to do like, like pretty much at what? the end of the tournament. I'm done with this. Uh, now that we're into the semifinals, I think it's time that okay. I can start applying this knowledge. Anyways, in golf, uh, Tory Pines for the Farmers Insurance Open. Round one was yesterday. Three-way tie at eight under at the top of the leaderboard. Sam Ryder, Aaron Rye, and Brent Grant, as they're not necessarily uh, world number one types. Taylor Pendrith, the top Canadian at three under. While Adam Hadwin is two under. Uh, and some hot tea on the Euro Tour at the Dubai Desert Classic. Patrick Reed is out here basically suing everybody that he can. Yeah. Well, he and his camp. A uh, viral video the other day had Reed going up to Rory McElroy on the driving range for practice day. Rory doesn't acknowledge him. 
Reed was seen throwing a tee in the direction of Rory, and then Rory was asked about the exchange in his media availability. I mean, exactly, right? Like, that's, I mean, I got a subpoena on Christmas Eve. Like, I mean, I'm, I, I don't see <laughs> your, like, you can't pretend like nothing's happening, right? I think that's the thing. It's like, why, that's, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're living in reality here. He's not. <laughs> he subpoenaed Ouch. him on Christmas Eve and then went up to him on the range and was like, Hey, Rory, how you doing, yeah. pal? Want to shake my hand? Have a great round. Rory's like, dude, get away from yeah. me. And apparently the tee he flipped at him was an aces tee from his team at Live Golf. Yeah, his golden aces or whatever they're, whatever called, they're called. The so five aces. Apparently the same lawyer who subpoenaed Rory McIlroy tried to go to Tiger Woods' house and give him a subpoena. And was denied four times by security. I believe it's also the same guy that subpoenaed Dustin Johnson two days before his wedding or something along those lines. Yeah, so this guy's had a pretty good run. Oh, and then how about this question from the joke on Twitter was this was actually Patrick Reed asking the question, but some media member uh, fronted this one to Rory. Patrick reached out to you. He, re- he shook hands with Harry, wishing him a happy new year. He put his hand out to, sh- to wish you a happy new year. And in a, in a gold sort of prime, we'll be trying men bridges and there was no tea throwing he just turned his back he had a tea in his pocket and he just threw it down and disgust that's probably anyone would do when you approach someone and you don't get an answer but you know can you can you see yourself maybe one day mending those bridges with patrick not not at the moment though but he, he said he was trying to make an effort okay next question and behind Sorry. just behind bernie <laughs> like what what type of question is that what type of question is that? Are you kidding me? I got a good one coming up here. What is Rory supposed to say? I got another question, too, coming up. Unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Euro Tour is on the go. The Dubai Desert Classic. Elsewhere, the Wranglers sure. blew a two-goal lead last night. Uh, they lose to the Kings affiliate, the Reign, in overtime 3-2. to two. They'll visit the Knights on Saturday down in Henderson, and then on Sunday they'll visit those same Reign down in Ontario, Ontario in California, not out in the East Coast. Uh, Stampeder's note as well. You can play DN, give me a call. Well, Dave gave a call to his old friend and James Vodders. The team announced they have signed the former Grey Cup winner. Vodders played 33 regular season games as a member of the Calgary Stampeders. He helped them win the 2018 Grey Cup. His impressive play saw him land with the Chicago Bears and then the Atlanta Falcons. He appeared in 27 NFL games, 33 tackles, including two and a half sacks and a forced fumble. Free agency for the CFL opens on February the 14th. Plenty of Stampeders that do remain unsigned in Dave Dickinson's first offseason as GM, but that's kind of natural for this point in the offseason. If you're a Stamps fan, I would say nothing to worry about at this point just yet. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, great job, Matty. Uh, the Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10%. On 51st Ave and 3rd Street, Southeast. Uh, usually we don't have any time after the Rose Report. <laughs> I know. I don't know how this happened. Yeah, usually like we are we have to jam it in and we have to rush because we got to get to the top of the hour. We got a couple minutes here. Um, you talk about questions because that was a super awkward question um, by that reporter yesterday to Rory McIlroy. And at least get your, get your bearings about yourself before you ask the question. It's a 26-second question. Yeah, it's way too it's long. It's way too long. Uh, but there was, a, there was a question done. By a student reporter uh, last night <laughs> to legendary Syracuse basketball coach Jim Beheim, 
when you say like a student reporter, not like a child junior reporter, like no, a six year old, like, like a like, like a, a university student who works because Syracuse is a very esteemed broadcasting school. Sure, uh, big time. Uh, Julian McKenzie went to Syracuse, which is super impressive. Yes, like there are Bob Costas, like the list goes on and on of Orange legendary crush, baby, yeah, legendary broadcasters who went to Syracuse. Well, John Eads is the uh, student reporter who asked this question to Jim Beheim. We're going to play you the entire press conference after a loss to North Carolina. Oh, oh, we're getting a whole... This is the entire thing. Okay. Usually we don't talk too much college hoops here, but I'm going to play you the clip and the question from Jim Beheim. And the first thing I could think of was, imagine asking this type of question to Daryl Sutter <laughs> after a loss. Uh, Alex, hit it. The second game, you lost by four points in the span of eight days. Why can't your team close out right, the games? We're done. That's it. We're done. You, uh, this is the second game you've lost by four points in the number. Two. Why can't you close out games? Okay, we're done. Here. Close out right, games. We're done. Yeah, and he left. <laughs> so the reporter literally asks, you know, the head coach of the basketball team, it's your second. That To me, that wasn't a valid question. Yeah. Yeah, you've lost by four points. Why can't you close out games? It's a little aggressive for a student reporter. Yeah, it's the first game in... The first question of the, yeah, yeah, it's it's a little aggressive. Yeah, I think I, it's just like when 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 the Flames lost in Nashville. Like, why do you keep losing one goal games, Daryl? Do you imagine if somebody asked him that question? Yeah, it, he'd uh, get a little sour about that. Yeah, you'd get a little bit of a lippy answer. I'm yeah. sure, but appropriately so. Yeah, so. They need to teach better questions at the University of Syracuse, apparently. Yeah, it's... Because you can't get that aggressive. Especially if you're a student reporter. You got to be a little, you know, more... Respectful. That's right. And you got to build up the equity to ask a tough question. 100%. Like, Eric Francis can ask a tough question because he's been in the business and covered the team for lots of years. Everybody knows the guy. Like, if I went up and I'm new to the city and asked Daryl that type of question... He would be in all his right to give me a lot of sass, and he should, because that's not an appropriate question to ask. You got to build up some equity with the person to ask that type of question. You can't come at him right in the face and ask him that question. I will never forget, I was sitting in the um, media room at the uh, Rogers Cup, Mm -hmm. and you want to talk about if you have some sort of blog or you're a podcaster, like you have like two listeners, they will give you a media pass at the Rogers <laughs> Cup. It is like the it is the it is a potpourri of media who does that at the Rogers free Cup. For all. And I'll never forget this because they speak Serbian. The Serbian media, this is after Djokovic lost to Federer at Wimbledon. They asked him in Serbian, why did you lose to Federer at Wimbledon? That was literally the question. At the and Rogers Cup. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I didn't want to. <laughs> like that wasn't the goal. I try not yeah, to. Like in your face questions. Yeah. You can't do that. You gotta be a little more diplomatic with yes, it. Yes, a little softer around the questions. Well, I think that one of the important things to remember here, too, especially post-game, like, emotions run hot. Yeah. You don't get to the position you are right. without being emotionally and, invested in your role. Yeah. And those losses are just as hard for you, and if not harder from so, media reporter who is a closet fan. My man John Eads, the student, was the first asking the first question. goes, why did you blow another? Why can't you close out games? And Bayham's like, all right, I got to go. This is done. And every other reporter in the room it's is like, just come like, come on, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Real sick. Yeah. Great. But I, I couldn't imagine asking Daryl that type of question because he, would, he wouldn't stand for that either. No. 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 That no. would not. Not mm-hmm. good. Daryl, nope. why did you lose by one goal tonight? Daryl. Well, 
Daryl, you your team was bad. Why? Yeah, exactly. Um, what mistakes did you make behind the bench for your team to lose by one goal tonight, Daryl? The other thing that Daryl doesn't like is generalizations, and that's a pretty big one. Yeah, that's a that is a big generalization. You can't just wrap the whole sixty minutes up and say, "Yeah, there's one thing that happened here, and that was a pro- three periods, sixty minutes, ebbs and flows, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, busy uh, seven o'clock hour straight ahead. Frank Cervalli, NHL Daily Faceoff. Seven thirty is jam packed. Best bets brought to you by Sports Select. Uh huh. Brody on the beat. Best segment in Canadian radio. Don't miss it. We'll do a snow report and yep. we'll play Impossible Flames trivia for the first time on this show. Love it for your chance to win Nickelback tickets. It's all straight ahead. Big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan.